Demystifying AI and its multifaceted nature. Artificial intelligence or machine intelligence, non-biological intelligence, cognitive computing and machine learning are terms met with much emotion. Sometimes this emotion amounts to excitement and opportunity. More often, however, it amounts to fear and resistance. Apart from the many misrepresentations and conflicting narratives or portrayals in media and entertainment, AI is a concept that most people across the globe simply do not understand and feels foreign to them. They do not find it easy to imagine how it can be incorporated into their lives and ways of being. However, the smarter and more ubiquitous AI applications become, the more it will automatically be integrated into our lives, for better or for worse. Even with existing applications, we can already see how smart technology is incorporated into our lives and where it can be improved. For example, each time Google asks us if it should send automatic unavailable responses, when we are sent meeting requests, at times we are already in meetings, or when Maps proactively finds us the fastest route home, as we already see with technology in for example Tesla self-driving cars, or when Facebook shows us only what we are actually interested in, or hopefully in the future more balanced perspectives for better sense making. This is artificial intelligence in operation. We do not have to work to incorporate it. We just sit back and benefit from it. That being said, it would also help us if we could define and demystify AI. Also, if we could realize that it is not something to fear, rather something to embrace, encourage and shape to benefit everyone. We also need to understand that the current AI applications and those in a foreseeable future are for all practical purposes not really intelligent without human involvement at some point in its creation, development and deployment. In Chapter 9, I'm also discussing how machine intelligence relates to human intelligence in more detail. AI is defined by the capacity for a machine to reason, perceive information or data, solve, optimize, prioritize and reach conclusions or achieve specific goals through flexible adaptation in the way that humans do. In short, it is the cognitive processes of machines. It is the ability to learn, recognize, analyze and make decisions. Within the context of intelligent agents, AI is exhibited by any machine that perceives its environment and takes actions that maximize its chance of successfully achieving its goals. The goals can for example be explicitly defined or induced by rewarding some types of behavior and punishing others. The learning process of these machines or intelligent agents to get better at achieving its goals or specific outcomes is called machine learning or ML which is a subset of the broader AI field that will be described below. In contrast to traditional programming that relies on a programmer to manually create a program or software code that uses input data and is executed on a computer as a set of specific instructions to produce the output, ML makes use of data that are fed to a machine learning algorithm to create a model that can automatically learn from data, improve from experience and produce output or make decisions without being explicitly programmed. So a ML algorithm creates a model that is for example able to make predictions and test these predictions against more data. AI programming more broadly involves processing that not only includes learning but also knowledge representation, pattern matching, search, logic, optimization and problem solving. So in order to learn, 
AI-like human intelligence requires data or information which is typically used to train a ML model or a system of ML models to achieve its goal or maximize its chances of success. In a digital sense, data is any bit of information that is captured online or in a digital space via, for example, a software application. It could be anything from numbers, images, videos, documents, text, sounds, sensor data, names, or patterns to, for example, how often we use a certain application, how we use it, and what we use it for. A ML model refers to the model artifact that is created by the learning or training process on the data. By way of analogy, one can consider learning or training algorithms to be the seeds, data to be the soil, and the learned ML models to be the grown plants. There are broadly speaking at least three different ways of training ML models within the framework of artificial neural networks, which is one of the key AI approaches that in a very loose and simplified fashion simulates or reverse engineer the neural networks in animal brains. For all three main learning algorithm types, being supervised, unsupervised, and reinforcement learning, as well as variants such as semi-supervised, self-supervised, and multi-instance learning, the ML models learn by updating the weights of the connections in their networks, analogous to how synapses that connect neurons in animal brains are being updated. In animal brains, the synaptic strength is defined as the average amount of current or voltage excursion produced in the postsynaptic neuron by an action potential in the presynaptic neuron. An artificial neural network type of ML model typically has their units or neurons organized in layers, such as an input layer, hidden or middle layers, and an output layer where shallow neural networks might have only one hidden layer and deep neural networks have multiple hidden layers in an hierarchical multi-layered structure. As the units in these layers are typically connected to other units in other layers or within the same layer or back to themselves, training happens when the weights associated with these connections and other parameters are updated. The updating of the weights makes it possible for the neural network to learn how to optimally represent input data as features at scales or resolutions that may vary and combine them into higher order feature representations that help to produce the desired outcomes or predictions. Similar to their biological neuron counterpart, a node or unit in an artificial neural network computes an activation function that determines the output of that unit given an input or set of inputs from other connected units. The unit then passes the output signal to the next connected units in the network when a threshold or bias value is exceeded, analogous to how a neuron generates an electrochemical pulse or action potential if the voltage changes by a large enough amount over a short interval. The activation functions of these neural network units can have different mathematical properties and are divided in rich, radial, and fold functions, where examples of the rich type, which are more commonly used, are linear, relu, logistic, and heaviside, and radial types are Gaussian, multiquadratics, inverse multiquadratics, and square law radial basis functions. With supervised learning, the algorithm is creating a model that learns an input-output mapping through the presentation of training data that consists of input examples, each with its corresponding desired outcome or target, which it must then learn to produce as an output in such a way that allows it to also generalize to unseen examples.
In order to minimize the error between the generated model output and target value for each training example, the supervised learning algorithm seeks to minimize a cost or loss function that captures this error. For supervised learning neural networks, the training is typically done through an error backpropagation algorithm that uses a stochastic gradient descent method to compute the gradient of the loss function with respect to the weights of the network for a single input-output example and updates the weights throughout the neural network from the output layer to the input layer in accordance with each weight's contribution to the error. The dataset is typically divided into a training set used during the learning process to update the weights and other model parameters, a validation set to provide an unbiased evaluation of a model fit and generalization assessment, as well as tuning of the model's hyperparameters that controls the learning process, and an independent test set to provide an unbiased evaluation of a final model fit. Supervised learning is typically applied to classification and regression problems where the model output variable for classification is categorical or discrete as opposed to numerical or continuous in the case of regression. For classification tasks, the output layer typically makes use of a softmax activation function, a generalization of the logistic function to multiple dimensions that creates a probability distribution on the output units and maps each output in such a way that the total sum is 1 and where the output unit with the highest value is the selected class. Besides multi-layered feed-forward neural networks, some example regression and classification supervised learning algorithms include linear regression, lasso regression, logistic regression, kernel-rich regression, polynomial, multivariate and multiple regression, linear and quadratic discriminant analysis, support vector machines, nearest neighbors, naive bays, Gaussian processes, decision trees, gradient-boosted decision trees and random forests. One of the fastest growing and most successful subfields of machine learning and responsible for the recent AI boom has been Deep Learning, or DL, which is a set of algorithms that attempt to model high-level abstractions in data by using model architectures composed of multiple non-linear transformations. Although DL can be applied to unsupervised and semi-supervised learning tasks, most of its use cases involve supervised learning that typically require a huge label dataset and significant computational power to train these DL models. Some example DL architectures include deep neural networks, deep belief networks, recurrent neural networks, and convolutional neural networks that have been applied to fields including computer vision, self-driving cars, natural language processing, speech recognition, audio recognition, machine translation, material inspection, social network filtering, medical image analysis, bioinformatics, drug design, and board game programs as we have discussed in a previous section. A simple computer vision example is where an AI-supervised training process is fed images of animals in many different forms and from many different angles. The supervised ML algorithm here may be to teach the machine to recognize specific types of animals and be able to generalize, as a human would, what animals is being presented, whether in a photograph, cartoon, or painting, from any body part and at any age. Although a lot of the learning process can be automated, humans typically correct, add data, redirect, or even redesign the process or the ML model architecture based on the success of the machine learning outcomes. 
Once the machine has learned to recognize images of animals, it can be combined with other algorithms and be able to, for example, know where lines are found, what sounds they make, which books or movies they have appeared in, the closest destination to view a real-life lion based on your location, and the word for lion in every language, in sound and in writing. A deep neural network, DNN, is an artificial neural network with a hierarchical organization of multiple hidden layers between the input and output layers to derive high-level functions and higher-order feature representations through appropriate transformations of the input data. DNNs can model complex non-linear relationships and can have many different architectures to solve problems in specific domains. As an alternative class of deep neural networks, a D-Belief network, DBN, is a generative graphical model that consists of multiple hidden layers that act as feature detectors and can learn to probabilistically reconstruct its inputs when trained on a set of examples in an unsupervised fashion. This is then typically followed by a supervised learning step where the DBN can be trained to perform classification. Some examples of DBNs include a restricted Boltzmann machine that is an undirected, generative, energy-based model that can learn a probabilistic distribution over its inputs and an autoencoder that learns to copy its input to its output through an encoder part that maps the inputs to the hidden layer that represents the features of the input and decoder part that maps the feature representations to a reconstruction of the input. DBNs are heavily used in, for example, image recognition, video recognition, and motion capture applications. A convolutional neural network, CNN, is another category of deep learning neural networks that has been loosely modeled in mechanistic fashion after the visual cortex in the human brain by having a hierarchical model that mimics the operations along the ventral visual pathway, such as V1, V2, V4, and IT where individual neurons respond to stimuli only in a restricted region of the visual receptive field and a collection of these receptive fields overlap to cover the entire visual area. A CNN consists of an input layer, hidden layers, and an output layer, where the hidden layers perform convolutions, i.e. multiplication or other dot product, to identify and differentiate the key features of the image by breaking it down into small parts and passing it through a ReLU activation function, which is followed by pooling layers that reduce the dimensionality without losing key features and fully connected layers and normalization layers that combine the patterns to produce a classification output. Each convolutional unit processes data only for its receptive field, with the filtering ability of the convolutional layers that is shift and space invariant and increasing in complexity as part of a stacked bundle of convolution non-linearity pooling layers that are repeated. CNNs are most commonly applied to analyzing visual imagery such as those in image and video recognition, image classification, and image segmentation that can also be applied to other applications such as medical image analysis, recommender systems, financial time series, natural language processing, and brain-computer interfaces. A recent artificial intelligence review paper outlines a taxonomy of CNN architectures as well as a classification of innovations into categories such as spatial exploitation, depth, multipath, width, feature map exploitation, channel boosting, and attention. Just to give an indication of the breadth of CNN architectures developed, 
especially in the last decade. A list looks like this. AlexNet, GoogleNet, Inception V2, Inception V3, Inception V4, Inception ResNet, VGG, HighwayNet, ResNet, DenseNet, FractalNet, ResNet, WideResNet, PolyNet, PyramidalNet, SENet, CMPE-SE, Residual Attential Module, CBM, and Channel Boosted CNN. A recurrent neural network, RNN, is a type of neural network that combines feed-forward and feedback connections between network units that forms a directed graph along a temporal sequence to create internal memory that helps process arbitrary sequences of inputs in applications such as speech recognition, anomaly detection, and connected handwritten recognition. There are a range of RNNs which include long short-term memory, LSTM, RNNs, fully RNNs, Elman and Jordan networks, Hopfield networks, bidirectional associative memory, echo state networks, independent RNNs, recursive neural networks, neural history compressor, second order RNNs, gated recurrent units, bidirectional RNNs, continuous time RNNs, hierarchical RNNs, recurrent multilayer perceptron network, neural Turing machines, differentiable neural computers, neural network pushdown automata, and memristive networks. During the academic part of my career, I had a specific interest in recurrent neural networks with my PhD dissertation specifically focused on training, dynamics, and complexity of architecture-specific recurrent neural networks such as Jordan, Elman, and temporal auto-association networks. In some of my other research published in Neural Networks and Psychopathology, a RNN architecture was presented that consisted of two coupled Elman recurrent neural networks to simulate normal performance on a semantic negative priming task. The left RNN dealt with the left word pathway and the right one with the right word pathway in order to model cognitive disinhibition and neurotransmitter dysfunction in obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. Specific lesions to the coupled RNN model that correspond to dopaminergic and serotonergic dysfunction resulted in reduced semantic priming as we see with OCD patients, while modifications of the network that corresponded to noradrenergic dysfunction resulted in enhancement of effects that has been present beforehand. With unsupervised learning, the algorithm is given data with no set outcomes or targets and must come up with its own observations and conclusions based on the patterns in the data. An unsupervised learning algorithm trains a model to describe or extract relationships in data through generating clusters or associations where only input data is provided and the natural groupings, unknown patterns or features in the input data are discovered. There are many types of unsupervised learning with probabilistic methods such as clustering, density estimation, anomaly detection, encoding, and dimension reduction or latent variable models, as well as a spectrum of neural network approaches. Clustering involves finding groups in the data with methods such as k-means clustering, hierarchical clustering, mixture models, density-based spatial clustering of applications with noise, DB scan and the ordering points to identify the clustering structure, optics, algorithm. As a clustering algorithm example, k-means is a vector quantization method that aims to partition input data into k clusters in which each input example belongs to the cluster with the nearest mean, which could be the cluster center or centroid, which serve as a prototype of the cluster. 
An example of a density estimation algorithm is kernel density estimation, which involves using small groups of input data that are closely related to estimate the distribution for new data points in the problem space. Examples of anomaly detection methods include isolation forest and local outlier factor. Approaches for dimension reduction and learning latent or hidden variable models include the expectation maximization algorithm, method of moments, and blind signal separation techniques such as principal component analysis, independent component analysis, singular value decomposition, and non-negative matrix factorization. These dimension reduction methods are typically used for data compression, data classification, noise reduction, and data visualization. Unsupervised methods used for data visualization includes principal component analysis, PCA, T-distributed stochastic neighbor embedding, T-SNE, linear discriminant analysis, LDA, and uniform manifold approximation and projection, UMAP. PCA is an example of a projection method that involves summarizing a data set in terms of eigenvalues and eigenvectors where the linear dependencies are removed. Neural network type of approaches include Hopfield networks, which are used as content addressable memory, Boltzmann machines, and restricted Boltzmann machines, which are stochastic Hopfield networks, Helmholtz machines, autoencoder and variational autoencoder, which are inspired by Helmholtz machines and combines probability networks with neural networks, Hebbian learning, adaptive resonance theory, and self-organizing feature maps. Unsupervised deep learning algorithms include, for example, also deep belief networks and neural history compressors mentioned earlier. The third major category of machine learning algorithm is reinforcement learning, where an agent must learn to operate in an environment by trial and error using feedback and selecting appropriate actions in a given situation in order to maximize reward. The ML agent therefore must learn the patterns of how to respond to and behave in that environment based on positive or negative reinforcement. The use of an environment implies that the training data set is not fixed and that there is a goal or a set of goals that the ML agent is required to achieve, actions it may perform, and feedback about performance toward the goal. The nature of the feedback signal can be delayed and is noisy from a statistical point of view. Some common examples of reinforcement learning algorithms include Q-learning, deep reinforcement learning, and temporal difference learning. Q-learning is a reinforcement learning algorithm that does not require a model of the environment and learns appropriate actions that instructs a ML agent what to do under specific circumstances and can identify an optimal policy for any finite Markov decision process, which is a discrete time stochastic control process that models decision-making when outcomes are somewhat random and in part under the control of a decision-maker. Temporal difference learning also does not require a model of the environment and combines the Monte Carlo method that uses repeated random sampling and the dynamic programming method that optimizes through recursion to train the ML agent. An example of a reinforcement problem is playing a game where the ML agent has the goal of maximizing the score and can make moves in the game and receive a feedback signal via rewards and punishments. 
As discussed in the previous section, stunning results were achieved with applying reinforcement learning along with Monte Carlo search to strategy board games as demonstrated with Google's AlphaGo and AlphaGo Zero reinforcement learning models in becoming the world's top Go player and playing the game at superhuman level. AlphaGo Zero has for example only trained by self-play reinforcement learning starting with random play and without any supervised inputs or human intervention and using a single neural network that combines the roles of policy and value networks as opposed to having these networks separate as they were used before. There are also some hybrids of supervised and unsupervised learning such as semi-supervised, self-supervised and multi-instance learning methods. In order to make use of all available data, which might be labeled or not, as is the case for many real-world problems, semi-supervised learning provides a way to first use unsupervised learning methods such as clustering and density estimation to find the natural grouping and patterns in the unlabeled data or to use supervised learning to help label the data. This approach works well for image, audio and text data that are respectively found in machine vision, speech recognition and natural language processing applications. With self-supervised learning, an unsupervised learning problem can be formulated as a supervised learning problem to enable the use of supervised learning methods such as autoencoders to create a model or compressed representation that can be used in the solution of the initial unsupervised problem. Unlabeled image data can for example be used in supervised training fashion to predict missing parts in images or a color representation of the grayscale version of the images. A generative adversarial network GAN, is also an example of self-supervised learning where a generator model is trained to generate new examples that believably could have come from the original dataset by discovering and learning patterns in the input dataset and a discriminator model that tries to classify if these generated examples are either real or fake. In this way, a GAN can get feedback to update its model to generate more realistic images on every turn and for example generate synthetic photographs by initially using some unlabeled photographs. Multi-instance learning is a type of supervised learning that handles data that is only labeled in groups or bags instead of data points being individually labeled as in the case of input target pairs of supervised learning. Also, the same individual data points might be duplicated in more than one group. With multi-instance learning, the label for new groups with many unlabeled examples can be predicted by training the model on the data of the labeled groups. In the context of machine learning, there are three types of inferences, namely deductive learning, where a model can be used to make a prediction, inductive learning, where a model is trained using specific examples, and transductive learning, where specific example data is directly used to make predictions without a model, such as with k-nearest neighbor algorithm. Another type of supervised learning is multitask learning that reuses the trained model on one data set to help address many other related problems. One such example is reusing the same word embedding generated in one natural language problem domain across many other natural language processing tasks. Multitask learning is different from transfer learning where a ML model is first trained on one task then some part or the full model is used as the starting point for a related task. 
There are many examples of transfer learning in deep learning applications, such as those used in image recognition, where frameworks such as Keras provide access to some of the leading image recognition models trained on the ImageNet database, such as VGG, Inception, and ResNet. As it can take a long time to train these types of deep CNN models using the pre-trained models or layers of these networks where features have already been extracted for potential reuse in other related problems can save significant time and lead to much better generalization results. Other learning types include ensemble learning, where the prediction results of two or more ML models that are trained on the same data are combined. Active learning, where the model is able to ask for human intervention or input during the training process to help sort out uncertainty. And online learning, where the ML model is directly updated before a prediction is required or after the last input example is provided, such as with online gradient descent used to train a neural network. In Chapter 9, some of the state-of-the-art machine learning methods are briefly summarized for further context as the progress and likely future paths of AI is discussed. In Pedro Domingo's The Master Algorithm, he succinctly describes some of the key different schools of thought and their approaches to machine learning, where he describes the evolutionaries as evolving structures, the connectionist learning parameters, the symbolist composing elements on the fly, the Bayesians weighing evidence, and the analogizers mapping to new situations. The symbolists, inspired by logic and ideas from philosophy and psychology, use the inverse of deduction in their algorithms. For example, being able to deduce that A plus B is equal to C, in its inverse, is the ability to look at C and be able to know how we got there. So, it essentially attempts to have an accurate understanding of how we can know something to be true and testing it with new data in many different applications. The connectionists are, on the other hand, inspired by neuroscience and physics and aim to reverse engineer neural processes in the form of artificial neural networks and currently use backpropagation as the core machine learning algorithm. Although artificial neural networks have gone through a few winter periods, it has been the most prominent AI approach over the last decade with major AI breakthroughs in the application of deep learning, recurrent neural networks and deep reinforcement learning. Evolutionaries simulate evolution and use genetic programming in their algorithms. The Bayesians are grounded in statistics and probability and use Bayesian inferencing or predicting probabilities based on observed data in their algorithms. The analogizers learn from similarity judgments, where machines are trained to classify something as either A or B in what is called support vector machine algorithms. On their own, each of these approaches to machine learning is met with gaps, but combined together, Pedro Domingo believes one can construct a universal master algorithm that can evolve its structures with genetic programs using genetic search, learn parameters with neural networks using gradient descent, Compose elements on the fly with logic using inverse deduction. Weigh evidence with graphical models using probabilistic inference. And map to new situations with support vectors using constrained optimization. We'll also explore these various approaches further along with other promising AI research directions in Chapter 9. If we continue along this path of demystifying AI and zooming out to look at the broader field of AI, 
We will notice that it has many subfields that can be categorized as particular AI goals, such as developing machine learning or robotics, or various AI approaches, such as traditional symbolic AI, statistical methods, or statistical AI, computational intelligence, or sub-symbolic AI, and integrated approaches, such as intelligent agents within a multi-agent system. So, using Pedro Domingo's terminology for the different AI approaches, the symbolist would fall into the symbolic AI category with logic and knowledge-based techniques and the Bayesians into the statistical AI category, whereas the connectionist, evolutionaries and analyzers can all be classified into the sub-symbolic AI category, where we have techniques such as supervised and unsupervised machine learning, reinforcement learning, embodied intelligence and optimization. As the statistical AI category consisting of probabilistic and some machine learning techniques can also be categorized as non-symbolic in that they do not manipulate a symbolic representation to find solutions to problems, it could also fall into the sub-symbolic AI group. Symbols are representations or physical patterns or an abstract concept that get combined into structures and then are manipulated to create new expressions. So, from a physical symbol systems perspective, symbols are encoded in our brains. For example, the joining of two perpendicular lines is a plus sign. Thoughts are structures of expressions. For example, the plus sign means to add something. And thinking is applying the symbol and the structure together. For example, 1 plus 2 is equal to 3. Whereas reasoning is about concept composition and concept expansion with discrete computation, Learning is about generalization and concept creation with continuous computation. The von Neumann architecture as an architecture for constructing actual computers which implement a Turing machine has been a long-lasting model of sequential computations that are more suited for symbolic AI that deals with logic, high-level aspects and logical inference and makes use of localized representations that are more rigid and static. Dynamical systems are more suited to sub-symbolic AI that deals with neural networks, low-level aspects, and statistical inference and having distributed representations that are flexible and adaptive. Whereas symbolic approaches typically are easier to explain, debug, and control, and provides introspection that makes it more useful for coding and also better suited to dealing with abstract problems and explaining people's thoughts. Sub-symbolic approaches, on the other hand, are more robust against noise, leads to better performance in general, can handle perceptual problems better, requires less knowledge upfront, is easier to scale up, taps much better into big data, and are more useful for connecting to neuroscience. The AI field draws predominantly from computer science, but also other fields such as neuroscience, psychology, information engineering, mathematics, statistics, linguistics, philosophy, physics, and biology. The AI tools to solve some of the most difficult problems in computer science include artificial neural networks, expert systems, logic, search, statistical methods, probability and economics, mathematical optimization, and evolutionary algorithms. The traditional goals or problems of AI research include knowledge representation, planning, reasoning, learning, the motion and manipulation of objects, natural language processing, perception, and social intelligence, effective computing.
So, when considering the perception problem domain, subsymbolic and statistical AI techniques are the most relevant for natural language processing that includes machine translation, natural language understanding, and natural language generation, as well as computer vision that includes image recognition, machine vision, and activities recognition. For the reasoning, knowledge representation, and planning problems domains, the symbolic AI techniques such as expert systems, fuzzy systems, robotic process automation, and inductive logic programming are very relevant. For this domain, statistical AI can also add significant value through techniques such as Bayesian networks and program synthesis and probabilistic programming whereas sub-symbolic techniques such as deep learning and generative adversarial networks also covers aspects of the reason and knowledge problems domains. Embodied intelligence types of symbolic systems include, for example, autonomous machine learning systems, distributed AI such as multi-agent systems, agent-based machine learning, swarm intelligence, ambient computing, and effective computing, where the latter covers more the communication problem domain. Optimization-related sub-symbolic AI includes, for example, evolutionary algorithms, such as genetic algorithms, which specifically also address the communication and planning problem domains. As artificial general intelligence is amongst the field's aspirational long-term goals, I will briefly discuss this further in this section and elaborate more in Chapter 9, when we are making sense of the AI debates on this topic amongst other things. Although the AI founders were very bullish about AI's potential, even they could not have truly imagined the way in which infinite data, processing power, and processing speed could result in self-learning and self-improving machines that function and interact in ways that we thought were strictly human. We already see glimpses of machines hypothesize, recommend, adapt, and learn from interactions, and then reason through a dynamic and constantly transforming experience, in a roughly similar way to humans. However, as we will see in Chapter 9, AI still has a long way to go to replicate the type of general intelligence exhibited by humans, which can be called Artificial General Intelligence, or AGI, when performed by a machine. This hypothetical AGI also termed strong AI or human-level AI, is the ability to learn, understand, and accomplish a cognitive task, at least as well as humans, and can independently build multiple competencies and form connections and generalizations across domains, whereas artificial superintelligence, ASI, can accomplish virtually any goal and is the general intelligence far beyond human level, surpassing human intelligence in all aspects, from general wisdom, creativity to problem solving. The AI that exists in our world today is exclusively a narrow or weak type of artificial intelligence called artificial narrow intelligence, ANI, that is programmed or trained to accomplish a narrow set of goals or performing a single task, such as predicting the markets, playing a game such as chess or go, driving a car, checking the weather, translating between languages, etc. There is also another way of classifying AI and AI-enabled machines, which involves the degree to which an AI system can replicate human capabilities. According to this system of classification, there are four types of AI-based systems, reactive machines, limited memory machines, theory of mind, and self-aware AI. 
Reactive or response machines do not have the ability to learn or have memory-based functionality, but emulate the human mind's ability to respond to different kinds of stimuli by perceiving occurrences in the world and responding to them. Examples of this include expert, logic, search, or rules-based systems, with the prime example of being IBM's Deep Blue, a machine that beat chess grandmaster Garry Kasparov in 1997 by perceiving and reacting to the position of various pieces on the chessboard. In addition to the functionality of reactive machines, limited memory machines could learn from historical data to make decisions. Its memory is limited in the sense that it focuses on learning the underlying patterns, representations and abstraction from data as opposed to actual data. Most of the present-day AI applications, such as the ML and DL-based models used for image recognition, self-driving cars, playing Go, natural language processing, and intelligent virtual assistants, make use of this form of artificial narrow intelligence. Both theory of mind and self-aware AI systems are currently being researched and not yet a reality. Theory of mind type of AI research, which aims to create AGI level of intelligence, and are capable of imitating human thoughts, knowledge, beliefs, intents, emotions, desires, memories, and mental models by forming representations about the world and about other entities that exist within it. Self-aware AI systems could in principle be analogous to the human brain with respect to self-awareness or consciousness. Even though consciousness is likely an emergent property of a complex intelligent system such as a brain, and could arise as we develop AGI-level embodied intelligent systems. I'm not sure if we should have self-aware systems as an ultimate goal or objective of AI research. Once self-aware, the AI could potentially be capable of having ideas like self-preservation, being treated equally, and having their own wants and needs, which may lead to various ethical issues and even a potential existential threat to humanity. Also, Self-aware AI systems do not necessarily imply systems with artificial superintelligence. In Chapter 9, we look at the different perspectives to help make better sense of this.